man, in my travels every once in a while, I, I remember one time I was uh, at a restaurant and, and uh, me, and, me and my wife were at the restaurant and the man recognized that we were Pentecostal. And, you know, he came up to me and, uh, and uh, he started talking about all these preachers that he knew and all these pastors. And, and uh, you know, I, I never met him before, so I was just listening to him, you know, it's just it's at a restaurant. And, and I remember, um, you know, somewhere in the conversation, his face just kind of gristled, his, his eyebrows just furrowed, and there was like a, an anger came over his face, and he said, you know, he said, you don't need a pastor in your life. He said, God can bless your ministry just as much as, as, just as, much as you have now, even more. He said, you don't need a pastor in your life, and he was an older gentleman, and I, and I, and I said, I, I perceive the spirit of bitterness bitterness, undealt with unforgiveness. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And this man was bitter. And somewhere down the road, he got a, an unrevelation that, that, hey, you don't need a pastor in your life. Well, you can call me old-fashioned. You can, you can call me naive. You can call me soft. But I believe that God has appointed a man of God over every man, woman, boy, and girl. Amen. I believe that tonight. Amen. Thankful. One more time. Thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Going to the book of Acts chapter 3. Amen. So wonderful to see everybody in the house of God. The book of Acts chapter 3. And uh, beginning with verse 1. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Amen. There's all types of stuff going on in America right now, huh? All types of things going on. Fires. Sicknesses. People acting crazy. And of course, they've always been crazy. but One more won't hurt, praise God. It's all types of riots going on. Man, upheaval. But the Bible says, let not these things trouble you. It said, let not these things trouble you. Praise God. Amen. I don't know how it is down here in Montana. We have, uh, we have what they call preppers. Anybody ever heard of a prepper? Prepper is somebody, they dig these, they dig these big bunks down several feet underground and man, it's concrete, security codes to get in there, and they stuff these bunkers with beds and all types of lodging, all types of food, all types of ramen noodles. Somebody say praise God. Now, I know some of y'all don't eat noodles anymore, but I'm going to tell you something, them noodles got you through some hard times. Come on, you still walk by the aisle, you take a look every once in a while. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And so they put all these things in the ground, and they say, and just in case of a, of a world emergency, we'll, we'll, we'll go down and uh, we'll hide down there until the, all the junk is, is done with. Just in case there's no food on the shelves and the world turns into just a world crazy war out, World War III, and they say, we're going to go down. But you know what? I made up my mind. I'm not trying to go down. 
I'm on my way up. Amen. I'm not looking in to prep myself to stay here no longer than what I have to. Bible says, look up for your redemption. Draweth an eye. Anybody waiting on the return? Waiting on the return of the Most High God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. My God. Hallelujah. You know what happened? Something moved on Peter. Peter said, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. And it looks by all appearances that I don't have what you're looking for. But I've got something better than silver. I've got something better than gold. And I've got exactly what you're looking for. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, rise up and walk. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject title, When the Spirit Moves. When the Spirit Moves. Jesus, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for Jesus' name, baptism. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would give us revelation like we have never seen it before. Give us a touch that we have never felt before. God, that you would take us to dimensions that we have never been before. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. If he's been good to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, uh, amen. I, was, I have kind of made it a habit of mine to, um, to steal blessings. Amen. I've, I've made it a habit to steal other people's blessings. Say, well, what do you mean, Brother Poindexter? Well, one day I was reading about John the Baptist, and I noticed something about John that, that many times you read in the Scripture. The Bible says that John was, was the one that we talked about a few services ago that, that, that leaned towards the bosom of Jesus Christ. He was always leaning in the direction of Jesus. He was always in the vicinity of Jesus. And, and as a matter of fact, at one particular time uh, when Jesus was giving Peter a, uh, a phenomenal word of prophecy in his life, he told Peter, he said, you know, you, you're going places now. He said, but when you get older, he said, there's going to come a time, amen, that you can't dress yourself and somebody's going to have to lead 
and direct you. And, and what, what God was speaking to Peter about was, hey, uh, I've extended your years, and you don't have to worry about death. You don't have to worry about uh, dying before your time. And, and uh, when you read that story in the Gospels, you'll find out that it wasn't just Peter and, and, and Jesus just standing there. As a matter of fact, John was standing there as well. He was always in the vicinity of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, and we don't have to discuss, amen, the love and the passion and the hunger that John, the beloved, had for Jesus, the relationship there. Amen. But I thought to myself, that's exactly how I want to be. I want to be in the vicinity of the Lord. David said, one thing have I, have I desired, that will I seek after. That I'm, he said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and inquire in his temple. Uh, the word inquire is a little bit deeper. It's actually, uh, it actually means to plow, to plow forward, amen, to dig in, to go forward, to progress, to elevate, to incline. David said, I just don't want to be in the house of God taking up space, but I want to I go further in him. I, I want to progress in him. I want to I wanna mature. I want to grow. I want to go to the deep places into the presence of God. Somebody clap your hands and say, Lord, I want to go further. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You read about the Old Testament tabernacle and Paul begins to identify and begins to give us a description of the Old Testament tabernacle. And you'll find he starts using languages like the first tabernacle, which was the, the holy place, the sanctuary. And it talks about the candlestick and the table of showbread and all of these instruments. And then he says, but there was a deeper dimension. He said there was the holiest of all. Amen. That leads us to believe that you can go into dimensions with God, but there's always something deeper that you can go and get a hold of God. There's always a deeper love, a deeper passion, amen, a greater revelation that you can get in God. I don't want to just stay where I am. I, I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be sensitive, amen, that when the Spirit of God moves, I move with the Spirit of God. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. And, you know, and, and John was seeming to me like he was just always there, that no matter if someone else got a blessing, um, if someone else got some secret information, if someone else was coming to get some secret revelation, him being in the vicinity and earshot of what was being spoken, he can go and take that as well. And so I've learned. To listen to people's stories. Amen. There was an old way of doing things in the old times, and they would come to one another and say, what is the word of the Lord? What has God been speaking to you about? And, and I've listened intently when men and women begin to talk about dreams and visitations and uh, things that God is speaking to their life about, because uh, I've learned that if God is going to speak it to them, well, then I can steal part of that, and, and I can get the same blessing. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I remember one time overhearing a man talk about, um, you know, and, and, you know, I wish I was as spiritual as some people, but, amen, I'm working on it. God's still working on me. Praise the Lord. And uh, I remember one time a man talking about uh, an, a, a visitation he had from the Lord. 
And I remember just kind of sitting there at the table and, uh, you know, just kind of looked like, man, you know, I was acting like I was on my phone, but I was listening. Because I'm thinking, man, he said, started the conversation. He said, he said something, some, a miracle happened last night. And he began to talk about how that in the middle of the night, he said he had been struggling for some seasons. He said in the middle of the night, he said all of a sudden, he said the Lord came into his room. And the Lord uh, woke him up in the middle of sleep and began to talk to him. Amen. And he said the Lord spoke to him and said, in the next three months, I am going to visit you, amen, at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you will get up and if you will pray unto me, he said, I will take you places you've never been and I will show you things you've never seen. And everybody at the table Man, they were ooh and ah, and I was getting my stuff. Where are you going? I'm going to sleep so I can get up at 3. <laughs> it's early. What you going to bed? I'm, I got to get up early. Because if God is going to visit and move in people's lives, and the Spirit of God is going to produce some things, and if God is desire to take us places and show us things, and if it's good for one person, I've realized, amen, that God is no respecter of persons. I, amen, if God, if you are going to move in this hour, if you are going to show yourself mighty, if you are going to take us to places uncharted and show us things and speak things in our ears that we have never heard, and if you're going to break down uh, principalities and powers and show yourself strong, I want a front row seat. I want to be there, God, when you move, God. Let me be sensitive when you move on my family, when you move on my mind, when you move on my life, God. I want to see him move in this last day. Clap your hands unto the Lord and say, God, we need a move of your spirit. Oh, praise God. Amen. Man, after I heard something like that, it wasn't, in, I just, I said, if you could do it for him, God, if you're going to move on his life like that, God, I want you to move on my life like that. Lord, if you're going to come and you're going to show yourself strong in his life, amen, Lord, I just want you to know I'm like John the Beloved. I want those things in my life. I want you to move on my life, move on my mind, move on my finances, oh God. Move on this old carnal condition, Lord, because I know if you move, miracles will begin to happen in my life. Amen. When God moves, when the Spirit of the Lord moves, when God intends to accomplish something, amen, when the Spirit shifts and comes your direction, amen, I want to be able to move with you. I want to be able to believe that when God moves, something miraculous is happening now. Amen. When God moves, he is creating things. When the Spirit of God moves, amen, I want to have enough faith to believe that God is producing things for me, that God is breaking down the stronghold of the enemy. He's breaking down the power and the bondage of sin. God, we need you to move on America. We need you to move on our church. We need you to move in our hour. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Say, move, oh God. Man, let me just remind us, the spirit of God is so much deeper than what our minds can even fathom. Amen. You've heard stories of 
of, of young people and people getting the Holy Ghost on foreign soil. And nobody in that vicinity, that little village, that civilization can speak a word of English. And all, all of a sudden, like that four-year-old girl I heard on that missionary's video 10, 15 years ago, nobody could speak a lick of English. This little, amen, four or five-year-old girl getting the Holy Ghost begin to speak in perfect English. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We are waiting for you. We are preparing for you. I want to tell you something. We need a move of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ to move on our minds and move on our lives and move upon our country. Amen. That's what we need. We just need a move. Amen. In a connection with the spirit. Of Almighty God. Man, spirit is a deep thing. You see, because I see a man uh, that was in need of some miracles. And I see a country and I see a humanity and I see civilizations and governments that are paralyzed and that are in need of a God. And the world screams, just give us more money. Just give us more gold and just give us more silver. And the church has got to look at this world and not be intimidated. And you've got to look at your life and not be intimidated and say, I need more money. I need more finance. I need more backing. No, we just need a move of the Holy Ghost. We just need a move of God's spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I want to get a little bit deeper into the story, but before I do, I just want to let you know that Peter didn't doctrinize this man to death. Because, amen, I, I believe in the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I believe in the doctrine of the scripture. But more, amen, let me tell you something. I've, I've lost a lot of people trying to doctrinize them to death. And I don't want you to misunderstand me because you, amen, you're talking to somebody that believes in the doctrine, that believes in the word of God. Man, I believe in Bible thumping, praise the Lord. I, I believe in the scripture. But I'll tell you something. If I can get an individual to meet with Jesus Christ, It'll be a greater effect on his life because once he's met the Holy Ghost, friend, he cannot deny, amen, that I've had a contact with God Almighty. Amen. There's been a lot of people lost over the doctrine, but when you've had an experience, when the Holy God has moved upon your life, you cannot deny the love. You cannot deny the power. You cannot deny the hand of the Lord. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. There is nothing like the power of God's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost. The Spirit of Grace. The Spirit of the Almighty. Seven spirits that are before the throne of God. That will give you wisdom through the Holy Ghost. Understanding through the Holy Ghost. Power through the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what this world needs. They need a move of God upon their life. I'll tell you what you need. You just need the Spirit of God to move over your mind. And move over your emotions. And when the Spirit of God moves, everything will be all right. 
Hey, listen, I don't have money for you, sir. I don't have gold for you. Amen. I don't have 12 reasons for you to be rich in 2020. Amen. I don't have much for you. But what I do have is the move of God dwelling on the inside of me. And such as I have, give I unto thee. And all of a sudden, the spirit of God moved upon this man that needed a miracle in his life. Woo. Amen. Say, man, we, 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 need, we need all of this education. We need all of this finance. We need all of this emotional and psychobabble. No, we need a move of God's spirit. Because the spirit knew exactly what that man needed. If, if God can take water and make it flow out of a rock, man, man, man. Peter saw it before. Peter was stressed out about money. Jesus looked at him. He was teaching a Bible study one day. Amen. And while Jesus was teaching a Bible study, Peter walked in. And, you know, he was stressed out. You know. you know how you get when you get stressed out. You start snapping at people. You get short. And then you got to go back and apologize. Well, you know, it just you got to eat humble pie. It's got little crow meat in it, praise God. And, and Jesus, it, it, it did something to Jesus. Jesus, let's, let's have a little study about finances. And he starts talking about the children of the kingdom and, and uh, do they have to pay taxes. And, and man, and, and that's just like God to start questioning you when you're stressed out. And I can see Peter just kind of, yeah, okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Hurry, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And he said, okay, why don't you just go fishing then? And he goes fishing and miraculously Amen. The money that he needed was in the fish's mouth. Amen. Now, now Peter saw financial miracles before. He saw the bread multiplied. He saw the fishes. Amen. Peter could have looked in, and man, he could have just felt in that little money bag or his pocket, and he could have pulled out silver and gold coins. Amen. But that's not really what the man needed. Amen. And Peter didn't know that. James didn't know that. Only God's spirit knew that. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of things this world is looking at the church, and there's a lot of things you're looking in the mirror saying, I need this, I need that. And the world is saying, man, we need peace, and this life matter, that life matter. And God is saying, you just need a move of my spirit. You just need me to move. You need the Holy Ghost, amen, to begin to move and influence the atmosphere. It's too simple for some. That's, that's why some people get upset when they're going through troubles and you say, let's just pray. Well, pray for what? Pray for a move of God's spirit. Watch it now. Because God gives us the lesson of the moving of his Holy Ghost all the way in the book of Genesis. Amen. For the earth, ready for this, was without form. It means it was chaos and confusion. That's the world we live in now. The earth was without form and the earth was void. That means it was in ruins. Amen. And darkness was upon the face of the deep and on the face of the earth. That sounds like the spiritual climate that we are living in now. That sounds like what we are fighting right now. We are fighting the prince of darkness. We're fighting the works of darkness. Amen. We're fighting the, we're fighting the effects of ruin, ruin, the ruined lives of men. Amen. We're fighting all types of perversion and molestation, and we've got the effects of all that. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of wounded people in this world. Amen. There's a lot of hurting people. Amen. And I'll be the last one to lay them on a couch and try to psychoanalyze them to 
death. I'll tell you what the world needs is God to move upon the face of the waters. Move God in your spirit. Let your spirit do a work. Amen. Don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends are psychologists and all that stuff. I believe in it. Amen. But at the end of the day, amen, a lot of them will tell you, brother, we just need a move of God's spirit. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't know where your world is. I don't know what type of ruins is in your life. I don't know what type of confusion is in your life. Amen. I don't know what type of waste has been poured upon you. But I want to tell you, the answer is a move of the Holy Ghost. It's a move of God's spirit. It's a move of God's spirit. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 21, he said, behold, I make all things new. Amen. You start looking at that right before that, talking about the spirit of God. Because the fact of the matter is, is when the spirit moves, it brings rebirth. Amen. Jesus told, John, uh, told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, amen, except the man be born of water and of the spirit. Praise God. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God, and he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I like this next part, verse 8. He said, the spirit, it goeth, it bloweth where it listeth. It moves. It goes where it wants to go. The spirit bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. You can't tell when it's coming or whether it's going. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. What are you saying? I'm talking about when God's spirit begins to move on your life or anybody else's life, it brings rebirth. It brings a renewed existence. It brings new activity and it brings new growth and it brings revival. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying, amen, all we've got to do is keep praying and keep praising and keep pressing until the spirit of God begins to move on my life and move on my church and move on my city. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Man, Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. Amen, the Holy Ghost. It's amazing that when, it's just amazing seeing people get the Holy Ghost for the first time. And you're telling them, hey, amen, amen, have you asked God to forgive you of your sins? Yes. I said, that's great. I said, the next step is you begin, when you begin to lift up your voice, amen, and you begin to praise God. Amen. God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. As you're praying, amen, as you begin to pray honorably, uh, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost is going to come on the inside of you and he's going to speak through you a language and words you've never spoken in your life. And they're like, yeah. And I say, do you believe that? Yes, I believe that. And all of a sudden, amen, as they're praising God, amen, all of a sudden their lips begin to stammer and I can feel the Spirit of God moving. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost comes in and they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit giveth the utterance. Amen. I know we, I know it's hard, but we've come accustomed to it, and that's normal, that's natural. But I want to tell you something, friend. It still amazes me that God is still moving in 2020, that God is still creating rebirth, that God is still renewing minds, that God is still changing lives through the move of his Spirit. Amen. Walking down the street one day, amen, walking down, there was a man playing the guitar there. And uh, I was walking by, just kind of minding my business, and he said, uh, he said, hey, man, he was kind of a hippie.
It was rather like, hey, dude. He's like, he's like, God loves you, man. I'm like, amen, brother. I'm like, amen. And all of a sudden I said, hey. And I had my Bible with me. I said, hey. I said, have you ever heard about receiving the Holy Ghost? He said, uh, he said yeah, I heard, I've, I've heard about it. I said, have you ever heard about receiving the Holy Ghost with speaking with other tongues the right way? He said, no. And I began to show him in the scripture. I just said, well, let me, let me show you right here. And I showed him Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. And when the Holy Ghost came upon me, and I said, I'm going to ask you like Paul asked his believers. I said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, no. It was about Tuesday afternoon. It was downtown uh, in this particular city where I was. People got riding their bikes, people out, you know, shopping. It was downtown. And, and uh, I said, well, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I, was, I said, would you like to receive the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. And once again, I was hoping he said no, but you know, my flesh was, my flesh was. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. It's before the hour of prayer, you understand. I, I'm not in church. And uh, all right, I haven't been pumped up by the music yet. You know, I haven't got my suit on yet. And, uh, and, I, and, and I led him what he had to do, repentance. And, and, uh, and so we started praying. I said, all right, John. His name was John. And I said, all right, uh, just lift up your hands and begin to praise him. And he's just looking right at me. He goes, oh, all right, this is the time where you're supposed to be crying, your eyes closed, and I can't hear you because of the music. That's what's supposed to be happening. And so people are walking by. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And John's there, and his guitar's there, and he's got money there. And, hey, man, like, all right, all right, let's try this again. Okay, all right. Have you asked God to forgive you of your sins? Yes. I said, all right, you love him, yes. You believe the Holy Ghost is for you, yes. All right, just lift up your hands and say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. All right, now lift up your hands and just begin to praise him. Amen. And let's not stop until God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we started praying. Amen. About one minute. Two minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting a little nervous. But God, I just, I'm just, he, the man said he wanted it. Amen. And after about two minutes of praying, all of a sudden, amen, something just come out of nowhere. It was like a, like something just dumped on him from heaven. And all of a sudden, right there, downtown, in the middle of this city, amen, God filled this man with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, powerful, powerful. He began, he began to speak with other tongues, amen, and, and when, when I, I watched him, because I was amazed, and people were looking at me, and people were looking, but by that time, the move of God's spirit, I, I was emboldened, I didn't care, and all of a sudden, when he heard himself speaking with other tongues, that's when it really hit him, and the tears began to flow, amen, and the healing began to come in. Now, I didn't have money for that man, amen, I didn't have, I didn't have anything for that man, but God had a move for that man, I'm telling you, when you get a move of the Holy Ghost upon your life, God knows exactly what you need. Oh, hallelujah. Ma, clap your hands unto the Lord. You know, man, I'm almost done, but I, I get nervous. I, I get nervous when I'm in a service and the Spirit of God is moving moving and it never fails I look around and I'll see this 
Look like a scarecrow in the house of God. I mean, it just look like a goat looking at a new gate, just like. Looking at him, he's looking. And, and, and because I'm looking, I'm looking at a God that moves. And things that are alive move. Things that are alive make sound. And David said, those that go down into the grave, praise thee not. I'm going to tell you something. We're living in a time, amen, that God's spirit is moving and the church has got to be awake and sensitive to the moving of God. I want to tell you something, amen, that is the answer for our generation. That we mm. Hold on. You say, why is that important that I begin to move and praise God? Because when I begin to move, God begins to move. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, God. It's, it's got to be the right protocol and the right procedure when you start dealing with the spirit. Because the spirit operates like a system. And God says, there's going to come a time that the true worshipers are going to worship me. He said, and when they worship me, he said, they must worship me in spirit. That's human spirit. That's zeal, praise God. And he said, spirit and truth. And he says, when they begin to move, I'll begin to move. And when the Holy Ghost begins to move, mountains begin to fall. Chains begin to break. Begin to release, healing begins to take place. That's all God's just trying to do in this hour. He's trying to get people to move. What is it? He's trying to stir up people's zeal and passion in this world. And God has two methodologies of doing that messes and miracles. That's why he came to do miracles. He came to do miracles so he could stir up people's zeal and people's interests, and they would begin to pursue him and seek God. That's what David talked about. But if the miracles won't work, God also uses messes, and that's why you see the fires and the diseases and the rioting and the violence. That's just God trying to stir up people to move so he can move and give the answer for this world. Hey, man, I'm trying to tell somebody, you know what you need? You just need a hot prayer meeting and a hot praise meeting and a hot word meeting so God can move upon your life and touch your emotions and touch your depression and touch your anger, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Spirit of God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You know, because people say, well, man, I got to get cleaned up before I come to the house of God. Uh, uh, that's rubbish. I feel English when I say that word. That's rubbish. Hey, the Holy Ghost will help you get holy. You say, man, I'm struggling with cigarettes. Okay, get in the Holy Ghost. 
You say, man, I'm struggling with drinking and drugs. Amen. Stay in the Holy Ghost. Get in the Holy Ghost. Keep getting the move of God until God breaks the chains off your life. You say, man, I'm struggling with anger. I'm struggling with rebellion. I'm struggling with unforgiveness. You need the move of the Spirit of God. You just need a move of the Holy Ghost. Such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk by the Spirit of God. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, clap your hands and say, God, I need you to move. Move on my family. Move on my emotions. Move on my past. Oh, hallelujah. You may be seated. Musicians, please come. Tell you something about the moving of God's spirit. Man, there used to be a term back in the old church days called tarrying. Tarrying. Amen. Tarrying in the Holy Ghost. Tarrying for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And what that meant was people would actually wait. Amen. Until the power of God begin to flow and manifest right there, right then. So it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't uncommon to see people just stayed in all. And that's why I love this church because I've seen people stick around, stick around, amen, as the Spirit of God is moving upon the face of the waters. You know what that is? That's a sign of revival. They say God don't move every place because the people won't move. And Peter's on his way. He says, listen. Such as I have, give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones receive strength. What was that from? That was from the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you something. When God begins to move, you know what's happening? You better believe when God, his spirit is moving, blessings are taking place. You go to Genesis chapter 18, you got to see this. This is going to blow your mind. Genesis chapter 18, amen, amen. The Bible says that Abraham is sitting outside of his tent. Ready for this? He just got done eating the afternoon meal. He's comfortable. He's sitting in his tent and all of a sudden, watch this. He starts sensing a moving of God's spirit. And the Bible says three men walked down the road. Actually, the Bible says they stood by him and they were walking down the road. I don't know. You can figure that one out. God's got some amazing ways. Watch it. And the Bible says that Abraham runs to meet God and his angels. Are you hearing me? Because he felt a moving of God's spirit. He reacted to what he was feeling. Because he knows when God is on the move, God is rejuvenating, God is blessing, God is doing something for his children when the spirit of God begins to move. This is why it's important that we cannot have one service that God is not moving. You can't, you can't waste the service. 
Amen. You can't waste the service. Sometimes you just got to shake, shake yourself out of the doldrum and say, man, we got to have a move of God. Watch it now because he comes to meet God in Genesis chapter 18. And the Bible says that, he says, God, why don't you just stay around? I'll fix you something to eat. And the Bible says he goes to Sarah. He pokes his head in the tent and he tells Sarah, I want you to make three cakes. Amen. Can we go to that Genesis chapter 18 verse 1? I don't want to, I want to do it justice. You got to see this. Genesis chapter 18, verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of memory, and he sat in the tent of the door in the heat of the day. Next verse. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and he bowed himself toward the ground. Next verse. And he said, My Lord, if now I found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. Wash your feet. Rest yourselves under the tree. Watch him. I will fetch thee a morsel of bread. Comfort ye your hearts. After that you shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. Next verse. And Abram hastened into the tent unto Sarah. And he said, make ready quickly. Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. I want you to knead it. I want you to make cakes up on the hearth. And Abram ran unto the herd, fetched a calf tender and good, gave it unto a young man. He hastened to dress it. Let me show you something. Look at verse 8. Abraham took butter and he took milk and he took the calf which he had dressed and set before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Question, where's the cakes? Where's the cakes? You got butter, you got milk. You ready for this? I believe Abraham was in such a rush. Sarah didn't get everything together. She was working on it. She had the butter. She had the milk. She was working on it. Look at verse 9. And they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? She's in the tent. Because no matter what, when God moves, he's going to wait on you. Even when you feel like you're not ready. Even when you feel like you're not up to standard. Even when you feel like you're not prepared, you don't have it all yet. His question was, where's Sarah? Oh, hallelujah. You see people all around you. You see the world progressing. You see everything, people being blessed. And people, seems like they're growing. It seems like they're elevating. Man, where's my, and God says, where's Sarah at? And you know what he does? He starts to talk about promises. 
he starts talking about prophecies. Because the truth of the matter is, is when the Spirit of God comes, he's coming to wait on you and minister to you. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. It's easy to come in the church and walk out without getting a move of God's Spirit on my life. But I want to be able to wait on him. I want to be able to pray and tell. I want to be able to linger and tell. And God, you know what God sees? You know what God sees? God sees effort with Sarah. Oh, yeah, Abraham came in. I want you to, I want you to bake three cakes. She's trying to get it ready, but not ready. What do you have? I got milk. I got butter, but I'm still waiting. It takes time to make something good, and that's good enough. God says, where's Sarah? I'm going to tell you something. God is working with the church in the last days. Does she have it all together? No. But we still got promise on our life. We still, got, we still have a revival. Amen. I'll tell you something. We still have a revival that God is going to pour out upon our church in this last days. Hallelujah. I believe it, brother. I believe our Isaac is here. We are birthing our Isaac. We are birthing our revival. And, and, every, and you feel the pressure, hurry up, hurry up. But you know what? We've got God's spirit with us. And the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and shall not faint. You know what it is? You just need to wait for the Spirit of God to move on you again like when the first time you got the Holy Ghost. Let's stand to our feet right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the, the presence of God in this place. Say, man, I was expecting some deep theological answer. Hey, the Spirit of God is deep enough for you. Lord, I just need the Spirit of God to move on my life. Come on, where's Sarah? Come on, is there Abraham in the house? Hallelujah. When the Spirit of God comes, He's coming to your house and He's coming with promises. Come on. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Hallelujah, hallelujah. They were in the room in one mind and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit giveth the utterance. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Come on, young man. Come on, young man. There's visions to see. Come on, old man. There's dreams to dream. Come on, young woman. There's prophecies to be fulfilled. We just need a move of the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift up your hands and begin to pray. I want you to begin to cry out to the Lord. And I want you to begin to love him with everything in your heart. In the name of Jesus.
God, move on my family. Move on my spirit. Move on my soul, God. She caught up her as they begin to sing. I want you to begin to pray and reach out. Come on, Sarah.